Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Semi-Soccer Experts Podcast, also known as the C Podcast. And this, this is a really special episode. This is number 50, episode 5-0. We've made 50 episodes, Adrian. How do you feel? 50 episodes in. Holy shit, I didn't think we'll get this far. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, no, it's, it's quite an accomplishment, but you know... Uh, even with COVID, we managed to get to number five, five zero, and I don't see why we can't get to a hundred. Yeah, um, totally agree with you on that. And if you guys notice, um, especially if this airs on YouTube, you won't see our faces because we're actually recording face to face. So you know, we're gonna do this little experiment. Um, you know, this is pretty much what we did old school prior to YouTube. We were just on, um, recording on SoundCloud, people hearing us and like trying to see who we are. You know, they got to see a little bit of us during the pandemic. But we're also trying to go back to our old school ways and just seeing how this turns out. But, you know, I'm excited. We're 50 episodes in. Man, I can't stress this enough. You know, it might not feel a lot to many people, but for me, it's like an achievement. In some no, sorts. of course, for, for me as well. And uh, but foremost, I do want to apologize for listeners. Um, you know, we've been absent for quite a while and it's not an Adrian. It's 100 percent my fault. Uh, I have been working on a couple couple of personal things. Um I just recently finished my USSFC license, and I finished all the theoretical and coursework for the UEFA B license, and I have to finish the assessment, I have to go to Scotland, but, you know, since our last recording, Adrian, you know, I've been hectically busy, and I, I just couldn't, I didn't have the physical strength or the the mental capacity to be yeah, doing another project don't don't blame yourself man you know we all get busy it's pretty much being an adult you know this is you know <laughs> we didn't sign up for but you know we're making the best of it trying to you know get something out of this i know you're getting your coaching licenses and whatnot and you know you've been trying to profession so i respect that and obviously you know i'm always here and regardless how long it takes us to record an episode we'll still get it done man but yeah, so, um, you know, thank you guys again, you know, just staying patient with us. We were teasing 50 for a bit, but, you know, here we are, you know, we're going to make the, this hell, a hell of an episode. There's a lot of things to be um, thrown at, um, especially today with, um, with the news that's been going on with the NWSL. We'll discuss that later on, but it just has so many legs and we're just going to get very detailed in it. This is a very curated episode towards that. And, you know, we just want to make sure, you know, we get, we get all the nuts and bolts behind us before we discuss it. And, you know, what do you think, Mario? So I, I kind of want to touch something a little not soccer-related, not football-related, but it's something that, that, that affects us uh, overall. You know, today is October 4th. We're recording on October 4th. And Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram <laughs> shut down for good, uh, what is it, like six, seven hours? Six almost? hours, to About be six hours. And that's... And, I, and I'm sure, you know, it's odd, but I'm sure everyone knows that that's a big chunk of information that stopped flowing. Mm -hmm. So who knows what happened in the soccer world that we, 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 we don't know about yet, you know? A lot of news usually happens on, on WhatsApp, especially between journalists and player agents and whatnot. And a lot of stuff gets leaked on, on Instagram and, what, and so forth. And, you know, the only thing available to us was Twitter. But think about all the things that happened and that we don't know about yet or that just got lost in that six hours. In the shuffle, pretty much a lot of business was going on. Even though it's like International Week, um, you know, there's it was still like it was crazy that Facebook itself, like the whole monopoly behind it 
was down and Twitter was the only uh, pretty much major social media outlet out there giving the news, people being bored on, talking their shit. So, um, but it, it is, yeah, it is one of those weird days. But yeah, like you said, we don't know what happened. So, so something that I, I found very interesting, you know, and I think we've only had Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook only back for two hours now, right? Or something like that, two, three hours. Um, in the morning, Claudia Ranieri got a, Got signed for Watford. And, you know, Claudio Ranieri, apart from his Leicester City triumph, hasn't been really that relevant. Um, he ha- he's he been flowing through teams. I think his most best performance was at Sandoria, which he made a, a mid-table uh, team. But somebody of that that well-renowned because of his achievement would have, I think, would have made more splash in the news signing back into the Premier League, back to Watford. And you know, there's very little mention of, it, especially on Twitter, which I found I found very interesting. You know, I think that's that's a big splash of a news, and it, it, that didn't happen. So very interesting. Yeah, it was also it's also weird that we didn't hear much. I did see it through um, Fabrizio Romano. Um, he was reporting about it. Watford were in talks with him, but you know, it looks like they got the get going. It's confirmed via Twitter, uh, which is cool and all because Ranieri, you know, he is a Premier League winner. And it's not like he's won it back in days recently, 2016, like five years ago. So it's, you know, it's pretty pretty newsworthy. But, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, this is one of, one of the heels that's going on. But also, it's just been an eventful week, to say the least. Um, Champions League um, started off last week. And then it was the second round with a couple upsets. Real Madrid <laughs> got beat big, to the Sheriff's. Big, <laughs> big upset. I mean, and yesterday, they lost to uh, Espanyol. Oh, wow. They oh. lost yesterday 2-1 to Espanol, so it's very interesting. I mean, all the major major teams lost over the weekend. Barca lost to Atletico. Real Madrid lost to Espanol. Um, Bayern lost to Frankfurt. Yeah, Bayern lost as well. As Bayern, a, PSG lost as well as well. PSG lost. Uh, Man U won. No, we drew. But we drew? Okay, okay. It's better we than... We beat Villarreal the last B- minute. Champions League, and so Champions it's not League. too bad, but Premier League... They got to step it up, to be honest. Um, it's just been like pretty disappointing that we've had. We have a good amount of attackers, but not going f- too far with Manchester United, especially the talent that we have. But all in all, the one thing I did want to mention since we talked about these powerhouse teams, it's been like different, especially because we didn't talk about this since we haven't recorded so long. Is like the the TV, the networks that are view are showing these leagues now. It's changed. La Liga is under ESPN Plus. And also with ESPN Plus, you got the German League and, you know, any other, like, personal, like, conference leagues as well as being shown at ESPN Plus, along with the MLS. So, they, you know, ESPN Plus has come a long way with soccer. They got a lot of content. But I bet what's kicking them in the nuts is that they, since Messi's left Barcelona, um, they haven't really – I bet you they would have used his name as, like, a major marketing tool to sell La Liga because it's their first season. You know, they want to do a big splash. But now you lose the world's best player. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, just the the ads that go through the TV promoting uh, mm-hmm. the league. You know, they always used to use back when Ronaldo was there. They used Ronaldo's face and they used Messi's face. Now I think what is who they're using Benzema and Ansu Fati. And you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. Ansu Fati is a promising young star with a lot of talent, and Benzema is, you know. He's good for a goal game almost. You know, after Ronaldo left, he's 
picked up the slack. For he's them. picked up the slack, you know, and obviously not the same rate that Ronaldo is, but at least Benzema, even at his old age of 32, is, is a very good striker. Yeah. He's only 32, too, so he's, like, right there. Should be at his peak, literally, um, I think, at this age for a striker. Because, you know, after your 30s, your legs start wearing on you. Um, I can tell you that because I'm already 28. <laughs> you you get old. <laughs> yeah, man. But honestly, but yeah, in all, in all facts, though, like Benzema's been picking it up. Hazard hasn't lived up for the potential for Real Madrid. Um, you know, they're trying to do it with the young squad with the Brazilian wingers, Rodrigo and Vinicius. But, you know, they're not going the world up like Neymar and Ronaldo's would, you know, would be doing. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure for them. So they got to step up this year. If not, I bet you... Um, Nicolotti, um the man Perez will go shopping more <laughs> talent. <clears throat> Mbappe. But let, let's talk about that TV deal. You know, over the summer, um, La Liga went from uh, being sports to to ESPN. Um, and as you know, especially with the Messi saga, and most of you already know if you're into into the sport. Uh, it was kind of a very surprising thing because Messi had announced earlier in the summer, I think pri- prior to the Copa America, that he was staying at Barcelona that had reached an agreement. Or was it right after the Copa America? I don't remember. But at some point, Messi had said, yeah, I'm staying because we reached an agreement. And then a couple days later or whatever it was, the time frame later, it f- they come to find out that uh, the books weren't balanced. Yep. You know, that Barcelona is in a financial crisis and could not sign Messi. And even Messi decided to take a pay cut and they still weren't able to uh, to sign him. So, you know, and I don't want to get into the legend that is Messi or whatnot or how unfair or fair was it, whatever the case may be. La Liga, I'm sure, I'm ESPN, I am sure, bought the rights to La Liga with the intention of Messi being the prime time figure of the league yep you know and it's very weird you know because for the last 10 10 11 years it was the two greatest players on earth playing in la liga yeah and la liga was, thir- was flourishing there it's like, flourishing high and, and you can now they're like getting on the low to be yeah, honest you know and, and it's 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 gonna happen you know yeah, it's a cycle cycle everything's a cycle but it's very like 10 years yeah that, that's a lot of time yeah yeah and i think la liga really defined like how the 2010s shaped up um sp- uh, pretty much playing wise just for the sheer fact that real madrid and barcelona were pretty much in the majority of the U- champions league winners during that decade so with that being said you know it, they dominated and you know rightfully did but now i think we're now seeing a surge in the premier league um obviously chelsea just i won. hate that i hate to say that but yeah. yes, you're right. There is a surge in the Premier League. Yeah, because the because the thing is like all not even the best stars, but you know they're getting the best managers. You know, right? And the majority of it within the coaching world, it is your ambition to coach at the Premier League at the greatest. Yeah. I, I, quote, I, unquote. I quote unquote, yes, quote unquote. I'll say this: the most financially stable and richest league in the world is the Premier League outside of american football you know as a coach yes you you aspire to to coach there and then when you have the greatest managers coaching there great players want to play under these great managers yep yeah like on this past weekend you had man city and liverpool as much as i hate to say it as a united fan put on a show exactly um from a neutral perspective 
a hell of a uh, football match. Um, both teams were going at it the second half, City and Liverpool, um, playing you know great counterattacking football. Um, that's pretty much what I observed from that game. But you know, all in all, it just shows like how strong this, the EPL is. Um, pretty much anybody in the top four right now can win Champions League. I'm even saying Manchester United; they do have the squad for it. Um, but with that being said, though, it's just like it's it's one of more competitive. It's obviously the most competitive league right now. City is right there, though. Um, it's just I think if, if, not even losing Ronaldo, but losing Lukaku, I think really hurt. Into that absolutely no, that that hundred percent. You know. Um, the situation at Inter, unfortunately, is that, you know, the owners, the Chinese owners are, are in massive debt. And it first started with losing Antonio Conte, then losing Hakimi, and then and then losing Lukaku. And I, 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 I'm a firm believer, had Antonio Conte not left, Lukaku would have not left either. You know, we, Inter Milan got knocked out in the group stage of the... the of the Champions League, but you know, I, I think that team was just soaring. You know, towards the end of the campaign in the Serie A, there was no, there was no team beating us. There was no team at all. Lukaku was quote unquote the best number nine. I think uh, between him and Lewandowski and Haaland, he those three were contenders for the number nine. Um, Lukaku, you know, it's still early in the season. He he scored. He he made a good impression at the start, but he. I haven't watched Chelsea that much, so I can't really say. But the feeling is that he's uh, uh, the the joke within the Inter Twitter sphere is that uh, he's uh, now again a man with n- out no first touch, you know. But you know, and we do this all the time. We go on to these tangents. But yes, losing losing the front man, I think of the Serie A was a really bad was a really bad uh, thing, and then obviously losing Ronaldo. For Juventus was was a horrible thing for the league. Yeah, horrible thing for Serie A, but great for the EPL just to get more no, people to uh, view abso- it. And absolutely, much much NBC better. Is cash no, and you know, not even from a a, a marketing standpoint or, or selling shirts or getting more eyeballs. He's had an immediate impact. Hundred percent. Um, an immediate impact. You know, he he's uh, he was voted the best player for September. Scored five goals in the month. You know, at, at the age of what, 36, turning 37 in February? Like, the man had it absolutely, he's a, he's a world-class player. Um, Messi, on the other hand, going to PSG, took, took a, you know, I think he had an injury on on his knee in the beginning. So, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of that because he's still one of the greatest players in the world. But, you know, he scored against um, Man City in the Champions League over the last week. So he's going to take a while to adjust. But, you know, again... Um, and, ag- and again, without lo- going into these tangents, but like these swaps of all these players, especially Messi being the front man of La Liga, uh, Ronaldo, and you can argue Lukaku being the front man of Serie A, you know, these people are gone. You know, one went to the French League, the other went to the EPL. It, what, how do these leagues compensate for that? I don't even know. Um, that's what I'm saying. I think now La Liga is going to be, not saying they're going to be, well, not great, but, you know, it's not going to attract as many viewers as they expect. No, 100%. Like, and you know what's crazy? It's like, we'll, we'll, let's be honest, 
people who say that they were Barcelona fans only watched it for Messi. Messi yeah. People who said that they were Real Madrid fans watched it for for Ronaldo. Now they're both gone. And now they're both gone. What happens? You know, I I know and listen. I know diehard Barcelona fans that continue to watch Barcelona, especially in the form that they're in now. But from a marketing standpoint, you know, and I, I don't I don't know the I don't have the answer, and I don't I don't know if you do, agent. But what do you do? Like, there's an there's an emphasis now. If I'm the La Liga president, it's like we have to find the next star and bring him here. Yeah, like, no, I agree. Um, that's why the Real Madrid was trying to get Mbappe on um, transfer day. Um, but they couldn't just because PSG was not willing to take any price. I think Real Madrid even bet up to 200 million. 200 or something. something. Yeah, 200 yeah, million. 200 million euros just for Mbappe's name. And Mbappe, honestly, he is worth that much money. But PSG is like, screw you. We're not selling him. We want at least they. I think they just want him for, for one more season. Years. Yeah, they want to do that. See, see if they can win a Champions League. Maybe even persuade him to stay. And and again, um, not to go into another tangent, but it goes to say that money is no object at PSG. Hundred <laughs> percent. These motherfuckers. Honestly, he's gonna go for free. You know, at the end of the day, when they could have gotten two hundred million, but to them, what's two hundred million? They're the ones putting up two hundred million. For shit out two hundred million. But no, the thing is, like, I think they were really the front runners for Messi, not just because they had the money, but also being sports. BN Sports is not owned by PSG, but like I think they're owned by like you know the Qataris, Qataris who own PSG and exactly. And I'm pretty sure there's some people who know each other from BN Sports to fucking PSG. It's like, hey, Messi, you know, you guys should go for him, increase our ratings, you know, maybe some extra money incentive for you. No, guys. absolutely, there's a hundred percent. You know, it wasn't just PSG as yeah. an individual team; it was a whole league a whole network that conglomerates co- trying to get right a hundred percent because again it's not maybe 30 years ago it was different but now it's not you're not just getting the best player in the world you're getting the best marketed athlete in the world his brand alone his is brand so alone is right it's worth it's worth millions actually millions of billions of dollars so like going back to La Liga, what would you think it would take to get back to the relevance? You know, there's always been these rumors that um, Ramadan also trying to sign Holland from uh, Borussia Dortmund. It's going to be interesting how next transfer season is because I know Real Madrid is not going to be quiet for that long. They have the money for it. It's just what they when they're going to spend for it and how they're going to spend it. Right. So I think that's what's holding them back. But I think in the next two three years, Madrid will be back. Um, I don't know about Barcelona. Their their books are horrible right horrible. now. Horrible, and you—that's that's another question. Their books being so horrible, knowing the Brad that is Barcelona, you think the league might do something to? Hey, here's <laughs> like in a very illegal, unfinancial way to do things. But hey, we're gonna give you money to balance your books, to fix your financial problems, or we're gonna offer you to some russian oligarch or some saudi billionaire with a lot of money that's going to pump money into the club and bring you back bring you back to relevancy because let's be honest when ronaldo left real madrid and leaving messi at just barcelona that rivalry died down a lot yeah it was like it, it was no were lucky to catch juventus because, and barca and, right and sometimes. and then it became sergio ramos and messi almost rivalry yeah would you agree and listen, to be honest, Sergio Ramo, again, give credit to Greta Dudu, is a great player, is a high-scoring defender, you know. But when Ronaldo was there, he was 
third, fourth star of the show because I would put Cristiano over him. I would put Bale at that time. Was a Bale, Benzema, Cruz, Modric. Modric. When James would decide to be a footballer, he was. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of people. Season. There was a lot of people in terms of star power more important than Ramos. But then again, Ronaldo left. Cruz and Modric for some reason decided that. You know, they weren't going to play as well as they should be playing. A lot of that rivalry died down. And I think that's one of the reasons why they got Hazard. Yeah, they try. They try to get what Hazard from Chelsea was, but they just got. They got a. Uh, they got uh, a bail. Yeah. They got bail. Well, yeah, to a certain extent. Bale did help him win the Champions League. That's true. No, my, then my, po- really. my apologies to Bill. No, yeah. you're right. He was there. It's just his injuries, I think, overshadowed. Overshadowed, right. To be no, I mean, the first year Bale was there, you know, I remember the run he had in the Copa del Rey final. He put Busquets. No, not Busquets. No, Busquets. it was uh, um, Tejo. Defender. I think it was Christian Tejo? No, no, not Tejo. The defender. Bartra. Bartra. Mark Bartra. Bartra. Mark Bartra, yes. Yeah. Skates. Yeah. But anyways, um, after going on through numerous tangents. But yes, um, La Liga. Um, it's going to take, as I say, like it's going to take years for it to regroup. Um, I say keep an eye out for how Atletico is turning up. Even uh, much he's a Villarreal, you know they want, they just won the Euro- Europa League. You know, right? Take, can't take that lightly. Even though they're not doing good Champions League, the one thing about La Liga, and I, I can say you know a hundred percent without any bias, is like their middle of the top uh, the table teams are pretty good. You know, no, for sure. Villarreal, Valencia, Sevilla, you know those type of teams, and even Atletico Bilbao. You know, they're the ones, you know, who could win a Europa League, you know, because the one thing is they're not as marketable. That's that's the first thing. But, you know, they're always those teams that give you trouble and, like, you don't want to face them because they're always a challenge to face and to no, beat No, and no, right for certain, like, like you bring that up. As from a marketability standpoint, La Liga, the league, their job is to sell the league. You know, you mentioned that Atletico is going to is going to run away, might run away with the league. You know, they they're going to do well. They're they're favorites to win, right? They just beat Barcelona two zero over the weekend. I think Atletico, as much as as good as they are, and they have a lot of fans, they're not as popular as Real Madrid or Barcelona, not even by a, a, a fraction. Yeah. You know, as the league, I'm going to say is like, listen, that's great that you're winning, but it's not good for us. Yeah, you know we we want the old Real Madrid. We want the old Barcelona. Yeah, because that's what peaked the eyeballs. The Clasicos. Right. Everyone would stop what they're doing that, just to watch them. And honestly, even like you could even say Real Madrid Atlético. Like that derby as well was one of the more important games of the season. Right. But you know that's pretty much the game that anybody will pay attention to Atlético or them against Barcelona. I'm just being honest because those are the games. The high stakes games, and also you just want the stars play against each other, because honestly, right now Atletico, Jao Felix, yes, Portuguese people love him, but you know it's you need more than that. And Suarez is not, you know, he's getting older too, but same time, you know, he's not up there in the same chemistry and the atmosphere. If Atletico was smart, they would go for like another star player, but I don't know how the the books are for them. But that's just my thing. I think if they go for like another big star. Um, it's funny because I play them on a side note. I play them on FIFA 21, my story mode, and I bought Lautaro and um, Mbappe. Now they're the biggest team in the world for me. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to make a conversation like buying one of those kind of stars. Like, then there will be more eyeballs and people will start taking Atletico more serious. I think that's what's just holding them back. 
from like being like a, a world class team that's known all over the world. Slowly they're getting there. I think you know what will help them too is if they win a Champions League though, because they've been so close. They've been close against, close, the right. cha- against Real Madrid, literally a minute away from a Champions League win, only to be squandered by Sergio Ramos. What is um? I, uh, my coworker said that Atletico Madrid is expert in Champions League final and losing them to Real Madrid. Yeah, I think that's as sad as that is. Yeah. And the pen- I think the last one was a penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah, the last one was a penalty shootout. Last pen- it was penalty shootout in Milan. It was in Milan. Probably, I don't. I, I, I pretty. I think it was in Milan. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's a very interesting situation that La Liga has lined them up for themselves. In your opinion, though, just just so we're recapping this, obviously EPL's at the top. What do you think is number two, Serie or La Liga? In terms of what? Play, markability. I think just, well, first, the uh, playing level. I, I To be honest, I, I, I like the, I've been watching the Bundesliga a lot lately. I would rate them. Really? I mean, I'm biased, so I, I love the Serie A. I love my Inter Milan. Um, I, think, I think really right now it's a crapshoot, you know, playing-wise. You know, it's funny because people say that the League One is a farmer's league. I've never thought that. You know, let, let's be honest. The EPL goes down to France's shop for players. Mm-hmm. You know, if that that was a farmer's league, why would you go down and, and get, get all the great players that are in France? Well, they get them before they blow up. <laughs> no, <laughs> for sure, 100%. <laughs> and you, <sighs> It's like buying that. If, that you're, if you're basing off of recent history, I, I you'd say buying because you say Bundesliga because Bayern won the league. And yeah... But then I think overall, competitive-wise, I'll say the Serie A because you had Atalanta making the last four of the Champions League two seasons ago. You know, you have a resurgent Inter Milan. You have a Juve that's, you know, <laughs> fluttering off, but they're there. They're hanging on. And, and that, they just beat Chelsea, by the way. So. Right, they just beat Chelsea. And then you have an AC Milan that's also on the high. Napoli's first in Serie A. Yeah. So in terms of competitive... It's wide open right it, now. Right, it's wide open. In terms of competitive balance, I, I'd look at a, a definitely a Serie A. Right now, you also can look at the, the French League. PSG isn't on, on number one anymore. Bayern Munich is running away with the league in the Bundesliga right now because unfortunately for Jesse March and Leipzig, they're not doing too well or as expected they are. I think they're they're still in second place. Yeah, but but not for what they're right. They're not catching up to Bayern, you know. And eventually, Bayern will just pull away with the league again. It's that experience to it, and just Bayern is just a well-oiled machine. Right, I think that's what hurts. I get how Germany's system is, but at the same time, Bayern just being on top and just dominating is just like a tough. Until like Dortmund really get it together or RB Leipzig, um, I don't really see any of the team trying to like ups, upset Bayern from the Bundesliga. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I'll I'll say so that playing style. Yeah, what about markability? Who will be number two right now? Ooh, markability. I, I you know, Messi commands a lot of eyeballs. Commands a lot of mm-hmm. attention. You know, but unfortunately, there's one team in in, in France, and it's PSG. Um, you know, I think in terms of markability, it still is always going to be La Liga. La Liga, just because. Yes, there's a lot of fans that were bandwagon Real Madrid and Barca because of the t- those two players, but there are also 
a large number of fans that were converted or became Real Madrid and Barca fans because of those players who are genuine Real Madrid and Barcelona uh, and Barcelona fans. The third, you know, I'd say Serie A because you know for the last ten years it's always been Juve just because Adidas did a great job spreading that brand. And then the two, the three team, the other two teams are Inter Milan and AC Milan, but those are historically been great teams. Yeah. Like if you're a, you're if you're not one of these new fans, especially in America, if you're an OG old fan, you're an AC Milan fan, or you're an Inter Milan fan. Yes, there are OG old Jewish fans, but there are a lot of new fans that became Jewish fans because of that markability because Ronaldo you saw this team there too, well. even yeah Ronaldo but even before Ronaldo like one thing I hated about Jewish is that had they had very nice jerseys <laughs> I don't the, know if the you Jeep jerseys. The, the Jeep jerseys you know that that Jeep logo with the pink or it yeah. had like a little bit of camouflage that was a beautiful jersey yeah that was you one know of the best, best jerseys that came out of recent history and I, th- I remember, I think it was Drake and like some other celebrities were rocking it too. So that definitely gave people more eyeballs in terms of that. Hundred percent, you know. And then when you go to the Bundesliga, it's just Bayern Munich. Yeah. If you're a, a, a Borussia Dortmund fan, you're most likely an OG or a hipster or a hipster. <laughs> like you, you like f- football for what it is. Yeah. You know, and now especially since Gio Reyna is there and. Um, Christian Pulisic was there. There's a lot of new American Borussia Dortmund fans, but that's because they were marketed at that team, yep. right? So it's a 50 toss. I mean, right now, the EPL is the best marketed team because, let's be honest, Tottenham has more fans than Inter Milan in the United States. Yeah, sadly. And it's Tottenham. <laughs> even, even Man City, yes, they've won the Premier League, but in terms of international titles... Let, let me let me put it this way. Man City has their Premier League titles. You know, they don't have an international title. Neither does Arsenal. But Arsenal has the Invincibles. Yeah. They have the Invincibles. Um, also, they, you know, the Arsenal were just very popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. So no, absolutely. They definitely picked up a lot of fans who grew up watching the EPL that, at that time. So definitely, you know, there's a lot of Arsenal fans. As much, you know, they've been doing. They're actually getting better now. But, you know, same thing with Manchester United. We were big in the 90s, same as 2000s. We had core fans who grew up watching us, support us. Obviously, time's not been good, but, you know, there's, like, a belief now. So, you know, there's a lot more United fans and the second coming of Ronaldo. Right, and, and that and that brings us back, you know, even like Man United. And as much as I love um, <laughs> trolling you guys, you know, there are genuine OG Man United fans, mm-hmm. you know anyone who works in this industry or understands this work, you know you, you could say there's a lot of genuine and of course because of the market there there's a lot of people that are bandwagon right, United fans get those. that that they like the red jersey and the red devil on the the shield and their Adidas or Chevy whatever, but who unless no disrespect again to the people of Tottenham, but who in America? Truly says, I'm going to pick Tottenham, who's never won anything. Yeah, and, since like 50s or 60s. And 50s or 60s, who recently won a Champions League final. And thank God I didn't watch that. that was the I heard it was the most boring Champions League final. Are you genuinely the Tottenham fan? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say that. And again, Tottenham has a lot of fans 
in, in the United States comparison to Inter Milan, to AC Milan. I don't see a lot of AC Milan jerseys because, unfortunately, Inter Milan, AC Milan, the Serie A don't do a lot of marketing unless it's the Juve brand. Yeah. Or unless you're a soccer pub. Soccer fan. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't want to go on a tangent all day because I have, <laughs> I have my opinions. Uh, yeah, def- we, all, we, we all definitely have our opinions about that. But no, so just overall, like that's what we were, you know, just trying to get across is just discussing like how big, you know. So, but the cool thing is, like, I would say that soccer in the states has grown a lot of fans recently, so it's been a great push, and not just you know just the European leagues, but also the domestic leagues. The MSLs, as much as we talk about it, you know, there's they have their core audience. They have a good amount of teams that you know the fans are diehards like the seattle fans portland th- fans etc etc right um, so you know it, the same thing is going with the men's and also the women as well they've been picking up and you know this this is like a story that um you know obviously doesn't have a happy ending but hopefully but it's getting it's getting the support and also it's getting the recognition because this should have been reported a lot of years ago um it's at the nwsl then the women's soccer league it's um they're recently undergoing a scandal and it's just been a horrible scandal to talk about but you know we want to spread the, the facts we want to spread the news about it so you know we're gonna you know dig in dig pretty deep into this and just talk about what's been going on our perspectives on it and just seeing like you know why wasn't this talked about sooner but we will um, discuss this so like the major news to come out of the scandal was paul riley he is the ex-manager of the north carolina courage um and he, um at that time he was um he was accused of sexual coercing one of the players sinead farrelly um she came through she discussed what was happening how the coach was like um pretty much manipulating her you know you know just pretty much trying to like uh, manipulate her to the fact you know he would do sexual acts with her um you know doing appropriate things and um it's just been blown up and this wasn't even the first time it's been talked about other players that played alongside sinead um undergone the same thing and you know obviously sometimes they just kept it a hush because um nobody believed or they, they didn't want to talk about it but once they did, it wasn't really shown into light. And this was something that's been going on for years and years. since like back in 2015. And this this scum, pretty, pretty much a scumbag of a coach um, was just doing this to other women in his team. And it's just, it's definitely not right. And, you know, thankfully, since it's blown up, he's resigned. He's not going to be involved. Hopefully, they can get probably like some criminal actions or make him like a freaking predator or something of that, of that matter. But... You know, it's just one of the sad things that's been going on with the NWSL, and this has just been hitting all over the place. So one of the things I kind of want to point out, and um, very interesting point that someone made on Twitter, is that, and let's be clear, this deserves 100% of attention and a lot, but the girl on Twitter made a point saying, why is it that when something bad, especially of this nature happens is that when all these media outlets especially uh outlet like espn decides to give the nwsl attention the negative stuff the negative stuff why is it that only this and mind you this this gets this needs it's 100 percent attention it's scrutiny and this stuff needs to be put on the magnifying glass as to why it happens but she says why isn't that just you know overall games are not being presented or you know just the highlights on on sports center being presented and things of that you know it's let's be honest like if, if i want to go look up the scores to nwsl game you know i have to go out 
into the internet and look for it. Yeah, now like it's available Google. to me. Now I can. It's a simple Google, but if I compare that to just even just the MLS, not the Premier League, not the not La Liga, whatever. I just have to open Twitter and it's on my feed without even me asking for it. It's good telling me the scores, you know. So it, it kind of begs the question, like, like she said, why is it when bad things happen, we get this attention? But why why can't we get the same attention just like as the men's? Just simple highlights. Like right now on my feed, I'm, I see a highlight of, you know, not soccer related, but the Boston Celtics, a guy making just a dunk, you know, probably an impressive dunk because I don't understand basketball. But just a simple highlight, like a goal. Like, unless a girl, a player, she scores, like, an amazing volley or something crazy, like, it's not going to get any attention. I, th- it, I think it's just they're not being taken serious. and that's the Absolutely. That, that's it. You know, it's not taken seriously. And meanwhile, I've see, I see, you can see on your Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you open one and you see some scrub goal. Yep. You know, it, it's that kind of... Um, you know, ideas like why is it just only with this happens? Yeah, and it's it's crazy that this has been going on, um, especially with um this recent news with the NWSL. This has just been going all over the place. Um, it wasn't just um Paul Riley getting accused. There was also another coach, um Burke, um Richie Burke. He was another coach. Um, who was coaching Kaya McCullen. She was a player who came up and pretty much stated that he's been ra- um, racially abusing her, saying racist stuff, making you know, making stupid racist comments and shit like that. And, you know, she pretty much just went on, like, public to the Washington Post. They, they sent it up and they were investigating it and they pretty much let, you know, um, Burke go. But at the same time, you know, it's just it's just weird, like, you know, stuff like this, like, because now they're they're going to start the media's has already done it, though. But I'm saying like they've already started picking out all the negative shit and just putting it all together in one thing. And it's it is sad because the NWSL deserves more than this. They deserve, you know, that positive um, reinforcement, the positive, um, you know, highlights that they should be getting because. Uh, the unfortunate thing is like they're not viewed as high as the AMLS because they don't have this the stars even though you have, you know, um, from the women's soccer team, Rapino, Alex Morgan, you know, whatnot, all these other players. But, you know, it's just they're not being used in the limelight as the men's usually mm-hmm. do. Because, um, you know, if anything, on Sports Center, you may just see if they talk about EPL, they'll probably talk about Pulisic being in Chelsea and him doing whatnot. Um, or like you know something that's going on in the EPL, like maybe a goal is in the top ten. So you know it's it is sad that you know it's not getting the recognition. And when it does blow up, it's over stupid shit like this. And you know, and all of this has been like looked at the at the commissioner, the NWSL com- commissioner. She was under fire, pretty much for like you know not doing anything or taking a stronger position on what was what's been happening. So she's recently resigned. She says that she takes full responsibilities, as she should, you know, um, you know, because this happened under her eye, and she didn't. She pretty much had a blind eye to that. So it it sucks. And hopefully, with this overview, like you know, um, ho- you know, with NWSL cleaning house, I feel like they should be smart to as to who they hire, and if anything, make it 
turn this negative into a positive as best as they can. You know, use your new um, use your new staff, new people you hire to help the league get better, promoted better. You know, get those eyeballs that should be on it because these women are talented. They're they're professionals for what it's worth. They honestly don't get paid as much as either as the men's, but they're pretty much as good as them. You know, and and like I said, it's just. It just gotta be it's gotta be done a lot better, man. Um, like I said, I'm with the women that been that have accused all the douchebag coaches, and apparently this has been going on for years, bro. And it's it's like now it's like taking the limelight should have been or this should have just been stopped like years ago. But you know, it's since in this day and age now people are being held more accountable for sexual assault or saying racist shit. Now it's just like okay, yes, people are being more aware of it and taking a stand. Which is good, but this should be should have been done, you know, a lot long time ago because, you know, we, these are human beings and they're not, you know, being treated as fairly as they can. And they and now like some of them, I'm pretty sure they they were brave in what they had to say because you know I'm pretty sure they're traumatized from all this shit, the sexual assaults, and everything else that's came with it, man. It's just it's fucked up. <laughs> you know, I, I I think, you know, with all that being said, it's you brought up an interesting point about like Alex Morgan and. Um, Megan Rapino, you know, had those two said something, I think something like this would have been addressed much quicker. But it, it shouldn't come down to who you are. It's like you know, it shouldn't come down to who you are, what your status is. Like any type of allegations like this needs to be taken seriously. It needs to be investigated. It needs to be dealt with right away. You know, like you said, this had been going on for years. And you think of Paul Riley, he had the allegations since uh, Portland, right? When yep. He was at the... Like 2015-ish. Portland at, at Portland Roses or... Portland Thorns. Thorns. Thorns, my fault. My apologies. It, how is it that, you know, there isn't a system in place that, hey, this guy's accused of this stuff. Let me send this up to the league let them investigate. Let them investigate, but at the same time, why is this guy now coaching another team? Yeah, he you got know? away with it for so long, and it's it's mind boggling that he did because, you know, it's it's crazy because if this was like, um, I'm not saying like a murder or anything like that, but it should be taken almost like that. In it should be taken serious as that. Absolutely, because, it should be very taken seriously. Um, but you know, in the sense, because you know, they're these coaches are getting away with this shit they're hurting other people you know it's not maybe not like physically well sometimes physically but like more mentally than anything and you know it it's fucked up because it's you hear from what these girls are saying one of them i think it was mccullough she was like i hated soccer i hate playing soccer because of this shit right so that that begs the question now it's like you know this league still is growing and the federation and people involved need to do what they can to continue to make it grow. Now think of you. Think of now, if you're a player in a Division One program or whatever program you're in, on the brink of deciding whether to go pro or not. You know this kind of stuff happens. It's going to dissuade your decision, especially if you're the next star coming out of a D1 program. Um, you're not going to want to be in that type of environment. Yeah, I think a lot you know, of people want to play in Europe. And let, right, play in Europe. But let's be honest, too. This happens at all levels. This doesn't just happen in the NWSL. This happens even at the college level. Yeah. From junior college also D1. You know, we just don't hear about it because it's not the... They hush it up, really. They quickly. hush it up or, you, again, they don't give it a, the attention it needs to and whatnot. 
So that that's another thing. So people are failing women's soccer because they're trying to make it grow, and when they have an opportunity to to protect it, they didn't. Yeah. The commissioner decided to turn a blind eye. The 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 you know the the head coach, the GM of the North Carolina Cougars. Yeah, the courage. The courage. courage. Yeah, and it's and the funny is like the the owners like the. The decision makers for these teams, they're under fire as well, and they're being called to resign because, you know, they pretty much were. This happened under their eyes, and they probably knew what was going on. But did they probably say something? No. So I do agree with the outrage that's going on, and they and NWSL. I know they're cleaning up ship, but they have to like be mindful of like what's going on because if these owners were aware, or you know, it's happened under their under their mm-hmm. eye. It had to be fully accountable for that. Under their eye, under their watch. You know, so it's very um, unfortunate things that are happening in women's soccer right now. Mm -hmm. It also happens in men's soccer, you know. We don't hear about it a lot, but I'm sure there's, you know, either within players or managers harassing female employees and whatnot, and that stuff doesn't get addressed, and it should, you know. Whether you're a player or not, you can be... uh, you know, you can be the GM or you can be the maintenance lady. Everyone needs to be treated with the respect. And, you know, you should be able to go into work. You might hate your job, but you should never be feel threatened or not feel safe at that, <laughs> at that time. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely shouldn't. Like, you know, it's a place you to should, be professional. And obviously, you know, you got all this shit going on. It's like, it's, it's like, why? Why do you want to be associated with that? You know, absolutely. But yeah, um, but we're definitely gonna keep you know more eyes on this um, topic, um, you know. Even though like um, what I said earlier, Mario, like even though this is like, you know, a big you know negative aspect to NWSL, I'm hoping the group does take it serious and st- makes it makes it a positive. It makes a positive out of this. Like get the league stronger, get more eyeballs on it. Um, you know, just hopefully, like, um, you know, m- strive to make it better and hopefully overcome this and get, you know, clean house for all these other people who, you know, made, who scared these, you know, these poor women into, like, you know, keeping, like, making them hush-hush about it. And, yeah, so hopefully it does end up better. And um, on another note, though, a more positive note, since we did say this is episode 50, we forgot to talk about what what's associated with 50. Uh, <laughs> so with since we're in episode 50 so go ahead agent because you're the one who so, figured out like we were trying to figure out before we even went on the air though. now who wears 50 number 50 a prominent i'm sure there's been Fuck players all. who wear 50 <laughs> I, I mean i know players who wore my sunday league f- number 50 <laughs> well yeah you but um there's actually one thing that we came across to it is like we know um the football player in the j league correct j league yep, um he plays for um, he's still playing right now. He's 54 right now. It's Kazuyoshi Mira. He's 54 years old, and he's literally playing for his 37th season in the world. So it's, I mean, in all of soccer. So He plays for crazy. Yokohama FC. Yeah. He's still playing. I don't know if he's first team or not, but, you know. Uh, he's, he's captain. Oh, she's the captain. So he's the captain. He's or, or at least, at least according to Wikipedia, he's the captain. Now, who knows if he's actually starting? You know, because obviously you have your captains, but it's more of a figurehead, a leadership role, and you don't, yeah. they don't really play. But he is the captain, and rightfully so, if you're playing at that age. 
Yeah. So interesting enough, I'm just looking at these stats here. He played the majority of his time in uh, the J League Two, the second division. He played between 2001 and 2006, J League 2, got promoted to J League 1, got relegated that same season. From 2008 until 2020, or the end of 2019 season, he played in the second division and got promoted in 2020. You know, Yokohama, I guess whatever team he was, let me just check if it is Yokohama. Um, He's currently at Yokohama right now. All right, so he's been in various teams. Uh, Oh, nope, Yokohama the whole time. Um he's he was playing in the second second division but now he's in the first division imagine at 50 something years old you're gonna play in the se- first division he's 54 he's 54 years 54, old so he, he started playing since what um 1986 Jesus, before, he's been playing before i was born before we were born <laughs> he started his career off in brazil at santos played in palmeira yeah. Um. There's a couple. Yeah. Most of the time he played in uh in Brazil. Yeah, he's played and, a and, lot and, of years in Brazil. So just out of curiosity, and if anyone didn't Sydney. know, there's a big uh Japanese population in Brazil. Yeah. So that's probably one of the reasons why he was able to go out there. You know, maybe he, or maybe he just went there, tried out, and made it. You know, he played. I see. It he says play- that he they traveled alone to Brazil at the age of fifteen to become professional out there in Brazil. And honestly, that's one of the better areas to go be a pro. You know, if you're gonna try it, try in Brazil. Try in Brazil. You know, so you're making in Brazil. Culture. You made it pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And he just like he's he did you know play with Palmeiras for a good amount of games, and then he came into Europe like into the nineties. Like as soon as he was like turning thirty, in his mid thirties, he went to Dynamo Zagreb. Um, play there for a good year and then when it's a uh, pretty much japan right after so a uh, little fun fact his uh, older brother also played professionally but he retired at the age of 38 <laughs> which <laughs> is still right. impressive yeah, beat you motherfucker <laughs> which is still pretty impressive yeah but uh agent before we close out episode number 50 um i personally want to thank the fans or anyone who's w- listening to us watching us on youtube uh, thank you for being patient. You know, again, uh, we were absent because of some, um, you know, personal things I was working on. Um, but thank you again, and hopefully we continue. You know, the show. You know, I enjoy talking about football and all the many uh, business, marketing, all that fun stuff aspects. Yeah, man. Like as Patty Evra would say, I love this game. I love um, this game. It's I love talking about football, like, and that's why we talk about it for almost an hour per fucking podcast session you know it's the sport we all love and you know we want to be are pretty much a part of and you know we were definitely going to keep going we're definitely gonna do 50 more that's definitely in the books um the one thing i do want to show you guys um is that i'm going to be doing my own um, podcast on the side well with my boy billy we're going to be talking a little bit about wrestling if you guys like wrestling or ufc uh, more of an MMA um, background into it, so it's gonna be a side off. But definitely check it out. But that is not gonna mean I'm gonna stop doing soccer. I love soccer. I'm gonna keep going at it. But yeah, um, just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, um, fifty. I feel like it's proper if we ended at fifty minutes. <laughs> is it fifty pretty, minutes? I right, fifty minutes <laughs> in. So, um, just want to thank you guys for listening, and you know, just keep keep supporting us. Um, let us know what you think, and you know, just. You know, keep giving us suggestions on anything. Um, but yeah, that's it for me, man. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening. I hope to he- hear from you guys or hope you guys listen to us again. Peace.